0: Today's episode is about sound and what it looks like. How can we make something that is technically not viewable something we can connect to a tangible object or a physical product? My name is Gina and I'm head of audio at Dreamer Productions and Stageham Entertainment. I create sound identities for companies, brands, individuals, and events. I have a passion for sound and what it's capable of and I wanna share how massively effective a curated sound can be for a brand identity. So stop and listen for a bit as I create a sound picture of what Sonic Branding is all about, what it's doing, and what it means to the future of marketing a business. 10 or 15 years ago, a concept like Sonic Branding was only available to those big brands that could afford a network TV spot. It was irrelevant to the rest of us as it was A, far beyond our budgets and B, completely useless as our only real means of advertising was by print and word of mouth. Websites were just babies at that point. MySpace was there, but, well, it was MySpace. A brand new thought that no one really knew what to do with or how to actually use it effectively for anything, let alone marketing. Digital was nothing compared to what it is today. But today, you can do pretty much anything. And that is where the birth of sonic branding really took off. And that's where this podcast comes in. I talk about what it is, what it was, and what it can be for you and your business. We've all heard, or rather seen, experiments on YouTube or TV or the like where someone poured goo on an upright speaker, turned on the speaker and cool designs and patterns resulted as the waveforms buzzed and set the goo in motion. If you haven't seen anything like that, Google cornstarch and water on a speaker. Sound may not seem visual at first, but think about this. When you hear a sound or a song, your mind creates a visual representation. You hear a car honk, you visualize a car. Maybe even a scenario of an angry motorist stuck in traffic honking at the guy in front of him. You hear a baby cry in a crowd. You may not see the baby, but you're picturing one. You hear a song from your past and it brings you back to a specific time and place. Your brain processes sound by creating images. So it only makes sense that sound is visual. Now, recreating that sound to become a universal image, therein lies a very difficult and probably impossible task, but I would wager that that is being disputed as we speak by some super smart think tank running experiments on people's brain waves alongside sound waves, but I'm not gonna go there. So I decided to go down the rabbit hole and explore this idea of what sound looks like. I ended up finding way more information than I was expecting, and a lot that I will personally go back and research more on my own. I found a term I was not familiar with, cymatics. Cymatics is the periodic effects sound and vibration has on matter. This has been explored dating back to da Vinci and Galileo's observations back in the 15th and 16th centuries and theorized and evolved throughout the centuries following. In 1680, Robert Hooke, a natural philosopher and architect among other things, noticed the vibrations of glass plates and decided to run an experiment. He covered flour on one of those glass plates and ran a bow across it to witness the patterns resulting from the vibrations of the plate onto the flour. In the late 18th century, Ernst Chaldney, a German physicist and musician, created a sound experiment with sand. Knowing that brass was more resonant than glass, he spread fine sand on a brass plate and ran his violin bow alongside the plate. The result was that the sand created interesting designs as it danced to the vibrations created by the bow. There were many, many more people involved in the evolution of what sound looks like that I won't get into seeing as this podcast is actually about marketing, but the point is the concept and innovation of cymatics has evolved immensely. Starting out as a cool observance of sound in visual form, it has evolved into world-changing discoveries, like Hans Jenny's findings on how to help the deaf hear and even research by John Stuart Reed that the resonance of sound vibrations on granite may have influenced the development of hieroglyphic writing. So, how does this tie to us humans and our marketing? Bear with me for a minute as I tie it together. In infants, it is shown that before language is learned, first they must associate sound properties of their future native language. Sounds associated with their world guide their discovery of language. They will recognize sound patterns that are repeated frequently that engage the infant's interest. This is how a baby learns something from nothing. Through all of my research, I wonder if by creating visual sound patterns for babies, could we help them learn language faster? By using Margaret Watts Hughes's idaphone concept, a device that created voice figures when sung into, and Hans Jenny's tonoscope, an electromechanical transducer that excites the membranes, Could we possibly have the capacity to do this now? It makes sense to me that by stimulating more than just one sense at a time, the process of learning could possibly be accelerated and more thoroughly ingrained into one's psyche. I mean, even in our marketing, if we really want to be creative, we try and activate more than one sense at a time. We know that that helps to solidify and ingrain the memory of our product into our consumer. I realize that this is far too deep for our discussion, but I just got really excited about it and wanted to share. My point is this. Sound is more than just pretty music or distracting sounds. It has helped shape our history and development and continues to do so. It is the precursor to language. It is powerful. If it has this much hold on us, why shouldn't we be incorporating it in everything about us? Going back to the idea of using more than one sense at a time, I bring you this example. There's a company that I have been following for quite a while now called Massive Music, and they are doing some really cool things in sonic branding and sound design. I'm sure I'll be mentioning them again sometime in the future too, but this discussion I wanted to share one project in specific. The Sound of Ithra. The King Abdulaziz Center for World Culture, Ithra, is located in Duran, Saudi Arabia. It is known as an architectural marvel and according to time, one of the greatest places on earth. It houses an idea lab, a library, two museums, a cinema, and a knowledge center. Massive Music was hired to create the sound of the center. Seeing as this building is the gateway between Saudi Arabia and the world, it had to be something that represented the building, the country, and the world. That's a big task to undertake. So the guys and gals, I hope, at Massive Music took to walking the halls of the building, capturing the sounds that the actual material created, like the acoustics of a clap, knocking on the walls, running their hands across objects, anything that came directly from the experience of the object, i.e. the building. Then they created 23 variations of their foundational sound to work over multiple events, ethnically appropriate musical voicings and rhythms, and specific learning focuses, like a kid's zone version. They set out to share the experience of visiting the Ithra building with the world by sharing it in their own unique cultural and ethnological musical and tonal languages. And this is why sound and music is so beautiful and such a rare gem. You can share an experience with someone who is nothing like you, lives in a completely different place, speaks a completely different language, thinks differently and looks differently. Even with all of these factors at play, you can still share in and bond over something you have in common. Sound. Sound connects us. Sound shapes us. Sound is everywhere and in everything. Even the deaf who can't audibly hear sound can feel it. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Sound is powerful. So let's utilize that power and tell our story through a medium that has not yet been fully realized. Let's experiment. Now's the time to play with this concept. Look around you, listen, really listen. What does your world sound like? And when you discover what it sounds like, share it. I guarantee that someone will be listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, add to your library and share it with a friend. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on sound and marketing topics that you're interested in. Have you read an interesting article lately? Do you have questions? Do you have a really off-ball event that you heard about that you want to send my way? Please share. You can find me at dreamerproductions.com. That's D-R-E-A-M-R productions.com. LinkedIn, Facebook, or you can email me at Gina, J-E-A-N-N-A, at dreamerproductions.com. I want this podcast to be a collaborative event. I want it to be of benefit to us all. So stop by and say hi. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand.